welcome to Best Laid Plans. This is Sarah Hart Unger, your host, and this is the podcast where we talk all things planning and planning related. I am excited to be here on the first of a month. I always feel like the beginning of the month is a great time for planners and organizers alike. So I hope everyone is enjoying the beginning of the month of March. And today's episode is going to be a little bit of a different topic. We are going to talk about organizing your financial life. Now, before anyone gets too excited, I will not be providing any financial advice per se in this episode. First of all, I feel like that would be a major overstepping since I don't really have any real expertise in that area other than what I've learned in recent years from my favorite books and podcasts. And number two, that would be way outside of the scope of what you come to this podcast for, and I don't want to disappoint anyone. But instead, we're going to talk a little bit about issues related to keeping your finances organized and some routines around how you might best make sure that the way you're approaching your finances is continuing to serve you in the way that you want. So I won't be too cryptic. We'll get into that very soon. First, I have a couple of housekeeping items. Number one, we do have a speak pipe and I would love to feature some of your voices on this show. So speak pipe is just an app or like really an online link system where if you are using any device with a speaker, you can actually click there and send me your questions via voice. I've had a couple people send in comments especially, so I know that it works. And I would love to get some more questions so we could have you guys featured with your own voices um, showing what you'd like to hear about. So please send those in. You can find that link either on the Best Laid Plans page if you scroll down, or I'm trying to put it into each of the show notes pages as well. So if you've never checked out an accompanying show notes page to this podcast, which I have to think is probably pretty common because most of the podcasts I listen to, I don't go to the show notes pages very often, true confession, but you can always find photos and more information as well as that link if you go to my blog, theshoebox.com, T-H-E-S-H-U-B-O-X.com, and then click on Best Laid Plans, and you'll have a whole list of all of the show notes links right there. Okay, that was housekeeping item number one. Housekeeping item number two is that I got a really important email a few weeks ago, and I had been meaning to include it in an episode, so I figured, why not today? So Smitha writes, You were referencing the yearly calendar and holidays listed and mentioned some holidays were non-traditional, non-American holidays, and then went on to list some Jewish and Islamic holidays as example. To say that these holidays are non-American is rooted in the belief system that American is a white Christian nation only, which is very othering and not at all inclusive to many in this country. So I think she's absolutely right. And I just wanted to apologize and say that I certainly did not mean to convey that in any way, shape, or form. And I'm sorry if that offended anybody else. I personally love it when planners include multiple holidays from different cultures and religions. And, you know, I never really find the holidays very obtrusive. So I always feel like including too many is better than too few, because it's not going to bother me to see some extra holidays in there that may not fit the traditions that I'm used to. But it's always nice to have the ones that you are used to included. So thank you for pointing that out. And This is a note to say that we do accept constructive feedback around here, especially when, like this listener, you know, she wrote out her thoughts very eloquently and politely, and I appreciate that. All right, that was housekeeping number two. Now we're going to get into the meat of the episode. So as we're recording this, it's March 1st. Well, 
we're not recording it on March 1st. We're recording it a week or so in advance. But when you're hearing this, hopefully it's Mar- March 1st, which means you have about a month and a half to tax time, which is a lovely time to start thinking about whether your finances are in order. I will, however, reassure you a little bit. If you're thinking, oh God, mine are a mess. I don't think about it. I hope that there's enough in my checking account when I have to make my credit card payments and I don't really pay attention to those details. We were like that for a long time, like a long time. And in fact, I would say it wasn't until my mid-30s after I finished residency and got my first quote-unquote real job, although residency is, of course, a real job, and I held some jobs before then, that we started to kind of get more intentional, get better at tracking, and start to really figure out uh, what is the cash flow situation here, because it's very easy (laughs) to not pay attention to it. In fact, many of the systems like having multiple credit cards to get rewards and having different accounts um, automatically going and then many of those like subscriptions that you may have that just kind of automatically take your money every month, it's really easy to lose track of things. And so it does take some time and some effort to become more intentional about your finances, both in the shorter term and the longer term. But I do believe that it's something that is worth doing and worth thinking about. So that's kind of where this episode comes from. So ways to be intentional. You have to know what's happening. You have to learn something about finances and investing from somewhere. Not this podcast, but maybe I'll give you some ideas of where to look. You have to have some rituals that involve looking at your own financial system every so often. And finally, you have to take a more global view with your partner if you have one and think about what your goals are once in a while and whether you are on the right path that you'd like to be towards those goals. So the first part of this, as I mentioned, is knowing what is happening. And to me, that means understanding your everyday or really every month cash flow. How much is coming in? Where is it going? And how much is coming out? And what exactly am I spending it on? And what savings buckets am I funneling money to? And that can seem so obvious, but when we actually drill down and look, I don't think I've ever known anybody who started tracking and didn't find a whole bunch of hidden things that they hadn't thought about. You build wealth from the gap between spending and saving. I think some high earners do forget that, as well as maybe some people that have first gotten their first quote-unquote real job. For example, physicians are notoriously bad at this. They get their big paycheck and they think, oh, well, now I can spend my big paycheck. But if you do that, (laughs) then you're never going to be accumulating the wealth that you are probably going to want long-term. So the way to figure that out and to kind of be intentional about what you're doing with your money, the way many of us talk about our time, is to pay attention to exactly what's coming in and what's coming out. And there's many ways to do that. Some people are paper diehards, and there has been kind of a resurgence of these cash envelope systems and paper planners designed for you to just take a really tactile look at money coming in and out. I do think there are some challenges inherent, especially with those cash systems, because truthfully, We don't make most of our payments in cash, so I can imagine that could get unwieldy for certain things, but they do exist. One that comes to mind is the Kumiko Loves Budget Mom Systems. She has her own planner, actually, which was reviewed on this podcast in episode number seven. It's called the Live Rich Planner, and she has a lot of these uh, workbooks called like Budget by Paycheck Workbooks, and there's many other products like that. I believe Erin Condren may even have a paper product as well now dedicated to paper budgeting systems. And so these have become more popular, even though I don't personally use them because I think we have too much going out in different directions that I would probably 
lose my mind trying to corral it all on paper. But if you have a more simple lifestyle, maybe you're younger and single and you don't have like dozens and dozens of expenditures each month, this might be a really nice, neat way to, you know, as you're writing something out, you really do absorb a lot, sometimes more than you do when you're using an app or something electronic. So I can see the appeal of this. Another way to do this is with a do-it-yourself Excel system. You could share that with a partner by like sharing it in Google Sheets if you wanted to, or you could just have like a saved file that you update. Some really savvy people do this. I know that one of the hosts of one of my favorite financial podcasts, How to Money, swears by his Excel tracking system. So this is certainly something that you can do. The third way is through an app that is kind of a hybrid manual automated. And there are two that come to mind, although I know there are many more. I have personally tried both Every Dollar and You Need a Budget or YNAB, and it turns out that YNAB really fits all of my needs and my style, and so that's what we've been using primarily for years. I believe we started in 2014 or 2015, used it all the way until 2019 or so. Then we were using an old system that was not a subscription model. It was like a pay model, and it was kind of, I don't think the data was saved in the cloud. It was like saved in Dropbox, and it just got unwieldy. Then we took a break because also we had a bunch of financial trouble with, well, not trouble, not trouble per se, but just a difficult financial year with the sale of our house. And I think we couldn't quite want to face it that year that we were paying rent and mortgage. And today's episode is sponsored in part by Factor. Factor is sponsoring this episode with an awesome discount code, PLANS50, to give you 50% off your first month and 20% off the next. Trying out our sponsors helps keep the show going, and I think this is a wonderful time to give it a try, given that it's always a busy season. Factor offers no prep and no mess meals that are tailored to your wellness goals. They offer multiple options from protein plus to plant-based to keto and many more. No matter what your health goals are, you can keep kitchen time to a minimum while enjoying healthy and delicious meals with premium ingredients with Factor. You can get started feeling great and fueling well now by giving them a try. Head to factormeals.com slash plans50 and use code plans50 to get 50% off your first box plus 20% off your next month. That's code plans50, P-L-A-N-S 50 at factormeals.com slash plans50 to get 50% off your first box plus 20% off your next month while your subscription is active. Today's episode is brought to you in part by Jenny Kane. I love Jenny Kane and I hope you love shopping there to support the show. When you do, visit JennyKane.com and use code PLANS for 15% off your first order. We are now well into spring, and there's no better time to shop for beautiful cotton sweaters that can take us right into the next season. And definitely take a look at their dresses. They have so many pretty ones. I'm obsessed with the day dress. It's so classic and versatile. Plus, everything in their collection is designed so intentionally that you can style pieces together without a second thought. All of their sweaters and tops pair with jeans, work pants, and more, and can be styled to fit practically any occasion. Find your new spring uniform at JennyKane.com. Our listeners get 15% off your first order when you use code PLANS at checkout. That's 15% off your first order at J-E-N-N-I-K-A-Y-N-E.com. Promo code PLANS. Let getting dressed be one less thing to worry about. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little... Or a lot. Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, 
all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. Anyway, and then in 2020, that wonderful year we just had, we restarted using You Need a Budget and have found it just as great as it was before. Now we use their subscription model and it syncs to all of our devices very nicely and we're very happy with it. And I plan on continuing to use it. Every Dollar is a very similar program. I just personally didn't find it quite as user-friendly. I believe Every Dollar comes out of the sort of Dave Ramsey group of financial gurus or advisors that are out there. Um, And I know it has many, many fans as well. And they are fairly similar apps. I use mine in a fairly non-automated way. The only automated transactions I have are the ones that come out of my bank account. Anything that I put on a credit card, I actually look through my statements and I basically, my husband and I are in the habit of anytime we spend any money at all, we just immediately put it into YNAB. Like it's almost like a reflex at this point. And I actually like that. Again, as I mentioned, I really enjoy the podcast, How to Money. And one of them uses an Excel system and he says, I like doing it manually because I want to feel the pain of that money (laughs) getting taken away. I don't want to just look at a statement later and say, oh yeah, that's where it went. I want to actually see the numbers getting subtracted. And I do feel like there is something powerful too. You have to open up your app. You're going to see how many dollars are left in like your, you know, allowance bucket or your kid's clothing bucket or whatever. You're going to put your new transaction in and then you're going to see that total fall and see that you have less available to spend. I think there are some powerful behavior modification tactics kind of buried in there that are very helpful long-term. And then finally, there are the more automated ways to do things such as Mint. And I know that they will kind of pull from your various accounts. I think that's probably going to be better for a more global view versus a granular view of looking at each purchase. But I know some people do use the syncing, S-Y-N-K, syncing feature to really track their expenses with Mint. But I have not personally tried it. So again, that's the first step is really understanding where your money is going. If you're using Excel or YNAB, you can actually create really cool graphs of like, this is how much is coming in and this is how much is coming out. And you can track both what is spent and therefore never to be seen again and what is being funneled into various savings buckets. And that's a way to kind of create a picture of exactly, you know, how much your money you're giving away, how much is going to taxes, how much of it you are spending and then how much of it you are saving in various buckets, whether that is for retirement, for college, for like your next car or your next vacation or whatever you do. I mean, we do all of those things. So there's not one right way. Your money is probably going to go to lots of places, but it's just important for you to kind of understand what those places are. All right, we're going to get a take a quick break before we get to the next part of this episode. And this is going to be My last time that I get to feature Lonnie's Wear Your Power e-course on the podcast. And the reason I mentioned it's the last time is because maybe you've heard me refer to it a couple times and you're thinking, oh, she'll keep talking about that and maybe I'll pull it up later. But this is kind of your chance. Um, And I know many of you have found her site and signed up. So that's wonderful. But just to remind you, Lonnie Inlander is the owner and chief, I'm sorry, Lanny Inlander, I always want to pronounce that wrong, is the owner and chief stylist of Real Life Style. And I worked with her really to revamp my work uh, wardrobe, basically mid-pandemic. And as odd as that sounds, I do wear many, many of the items that she recommended, even though a lot of my work is behind a computer screen. So it's actually that versatile that her recommendations will serve me well when I go back in person, but have actually been helpful with my online work as well. I am forever indebted to her for introducing me to my favorite work top. And you can find out what that is probably by going to her website. 
And you can have your own chance to work with Lanny. And she's a luxury personal stylist with over 20 years of experience. Her course is called Wear Your Power, and it's an on-demand e-course that will give you a new perspective on your style and a week of outfits you love. You can cross taking control of your style off of your yearly goals list in just four weeks. Best of all, Lani is offering our Best Laid Plans listeners an upgrade to a 30-minute Zoom call with her at the end of the course to get personalized style advice and so that you can ask her any questions that you have. So don't forget to mention Best Laid Plans when you sign up. Lani's Wear Your Power e-course, and that's at www.real-life-style.com slash bestlaidplans. Again, that's real-life-style slash bestlaidplans, and make sure you mention us when you sign up to get that free Zoom upgrade. Okay, back to our episode. I hope some of you guys check out Lani's awesome course. I wanted to kind of shift gears into talk about, we just talked about tracking kind of daily expenditures so that you get a picture of where your money is going. But then you also have to have some planning and thinking about what to do with all of that hard-earned money that you have made or saved. And I am not going to give you that advice because I am absolutely underqualified and I'm still figuring things out myself a lot of the time, but I will share a few of my favorite resources that I've been learning from over the past couple of years. One is a very old book, although it does have kind of a remake, and I wouldn't take all of the financial advice in it just completely on its head, but it has many powerful ideas in it, and I think it is worth reading. And that's called Your Money or Your Life by Vicki Robin. Then there's also actually a physician-focused book, although it probably would translate very well to anybody else who is kind of coming out of college and getting their first quote-unquote real job. And it's called Physician Philosopher's Guide to Finance. And it has a lot of basic investment advice as well as ways to, you know, protect your assets through the right types of insurance and things like that. So that's been really helpful. There are also some great money-focused podcasts. I already mentioned How to Money with Joel and Matt. And Her Money is a podcast with Jean Chatsky, who was a former guest on Best of Both Worlds. She was fantastic. So that's one is more geared to women, but honestly could probably apply be applied to anyone. And then I already mentioned Budget Mom for more ideas on budgeting and using your money with intention and tracking, and especially for those who are interested in doing so on paper. Okay, so that's understanding what is going on with your investments and savings. You also have to actually organize all the stuff you have. And one way that we do it, in addition to using You Need a Budget for our daily expenditures, is we just use an Excel sheet to track where every single one of our investments and savings buckets are. We do this just by looking up the balances at the end of each quarter. I would not try to do that like weekly or, you know, something crazy where you're having to delve into all these accounts all the time. But by having a set time to do it, it can actually have a little element of fun like, oh, let's see if we made money or lost money in the last three months. And it provides a perfect time if you do have a partner that you're doing this with to sit there and like think about, okay, are we on track? How does it look for retirement? Are we meeting our goals? Are we spending way too much? Are we spending the way we want to be spending? So that could be organized around when you kind of input these quarterly totals of whatever your various investments accounts are into your spreadsheet. So that is how we do it personally. In terms of organizing physical stuff, Lisa Woodruff has many wise things to say about that in her book, The Paper Solution. She actually advocates for getting rid of large overstuffed filing cabinets and having more like binders. That said, I will admit we do have a filing cabinet. It probably has way more stuff than is necessary, but I'm still able to generally find what I do need to find. 
And I'm also really good about when the tax stuff starts coming in, which is usually like end of the year, and then you get more things in January and maybe early February, I put everything for that year's taxes into one plastic container or envelope so that it's like separate and it's clearly the pile of tax stuff. And that way I am not looking around in like various filing spaces thinking, okay, where is the W3 and where is this and where is that? But I can all find it in one place. I also tend to, if I have recurring financial advice, uh, not advice, events such as paying quarterly taxes, I have to do that for our nanny, as well as something like, oh, I need to order W-2 and W-3 forms. I put those tasks into my planner and just schedule them in like a year in advance so that I know I'm not going to forget them. Those are really important things with bad consequences if you miss them. So why not put that into your trusted system well in advance of when these things actually have to happen so that you know you're going to look at it and get it done. I always put a little checkbox there too, so I'm not going to ignore it. So we've talked about tracking your money. We've talked about some ideas for how you might invest it. We've talked about tracking the investments and storing everything. And I think the last piece is just making sure that you are paying attention to what your long-term goals are around money. There are some really fun and interesting calculators to be found online that will help you decide, oh, or determine how far am I away from financial independence? How many years would I have to save at this rate to retire? And many of them are free. I can think of one in particular. There's a website called Choose FI or Choose Financial Independence. And I know they have links to calculators. Also, Mr. Money Mustache, he's a very famous financial independence guy. He has some calculators on his site. So playing with those and sitting down with any financial partners, whether it be, you know, your spouse or partner or whoever else you are kind of doing money planning with and looking to see whether you are on track to get to where you want to be and what needs to be adjusted and really looking at year-end spending. Like you can do that, as I mentioned, using the apps like, oh, how much did I spend on the kids? How much did I spend on my living expenses? And making sure that what you are doing kind of adds up to where your values actually are. I know this is a planning podcast and this sort of seems like it's getting out of the scope, but I feel like I'm going to get a little deep. Like the whole point of planning is to make sure you're living how you want to be living. And that's true for time. And it's also true for its kind of counterpart in this world that gets us the ability to do various things, money. And so I think it is good to take some time (laughs) with your loved ones to make sure that you are paying attention to it in that way. All right, well, this has been a fun financial episode and you can always find more at my blog in the show notes. I'll link to all these places. As always, you can also find me at the underscore shoebox on Instagram as well as shoebox underscore plans. You can find lots of fun planning pictures in those places. And I would love it if you would leave me a review. I've had some people request some pretty high profile guests and the only way that those guests will kind of take my podcast seriously enough to consider coming on is if, you know, they see that there's lots of reviews and lots of activity. So if you haven't left a review, I would love it. It will help you get, help us get the guests that we really want to have on this podcast, which has been so much fun to do. So have a wonderful week. And if you have money tips or thoughts to share, please send them to me via my blog or Instagram. Have a great week. This podcast is part of the Sound Advice FM network. Sound Advice FM, women's voices amplified.